Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and you're tuned in to Next Level Leader Podcast. Once again, I'm thankful for all of you who are subscribed to this podcast. You have a lot of options out there, but I appreciate you so much for listening to this podcast. It is my desire and goal every single week to bring to you information, empowerment that I believe can help you mature as the leader I know God has ordained you to be. Thank you for sharing it with so many. And of course, we have a goal to continue to reach hundreds of thousands of people around the globe to really birth leaders, to bring out the best in them so that they can impact the lives of their communities, their organizations. So thank all of you so much for staying connected to me. And it truly, truly blesses me. Today, I want to talk about something that I believe is important. When you talk about leaders, you often don't associate a leader's pain being something that allows them to produce. But I want today to talk about what does it mean to produce while in pain. And it is inevitable for leaders to experience a variety of different attacks, a variety of different assaults upon their life, whether personally or corporately. Everyone goes through these moments where life just hurts. And often we put our game face on. We have to continue to move forward and produce and make things happen. Sometimes there are moments where things knock the wind out of us. Maybe you're hearing this now and you don't want to be strong. You don't want to put your game face on. You are simply saying, I am hurt. I need to process this. How do I deal with this as a leader? Before I go into this meeting, before I go into this next chapter of my life, how do I process this pain and how do I produce even while in the midst of it? I want to share with you a couple of things that I think that will be beneficial to you today. And first, I want to just suggest that it's okay as a leader to say it hurts. We oftentimes don't think about that, right? Because we've kind of created this idea of superheroism and we kind of feel invincible sometimes and we want people to think that we got it all together. But I think it's important for you to know that admission of pain is not weakness. It is honesty. It is transparency. It is allowing one, God, to know that you're willing to come correct with him. Two, it's willing to let the people who work around you know that you are a human being and that you have real feelings and emotions. And then the people who are in your family who are close to you to say, look, today I am hurting. And it's okay to pause. It's okay to deal with that. It's okay to stop and say life hurts right through here. And I want to deal with that. I want to encourage somebody today because we have some, some wonderful examples in Scripture. You remember Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is hurting. He is literally praying and hurting and saying, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. The Apostle Paul references a thorn in his flesh, simply saying, this hurts, take it away. And God doesn't do it. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. I mean, there are moments in which life just hurts, y'all. 
And when life hurts like this, it is, it is incredibly important for us to really wrap our mind around the fact that we've got to be honest as leaders. And it also helps other people with their own pain to know that if my leader is saying he or she is hurting, it's okay for me to own when life hurts. I think secondly, it is important to take some time to heal so you won't hurt others. This is a big one. You heard the statement before that hurt people hurt people. If you don't take a moment, step back, and truly process and heal from the pain that has been inflicted upon your life, you then will hurt other people. Your issues will bleed out in your organization, in your ministry. I've seen pastors who are preaching hurt and they end up hurting people, saying things they shouldn't say. I've seen people lead organizations and because they have not healed from their pain, you know, they're short, they are, you know, very punitive in their actions, you know, not very friendly to be around, all because they have not processed their pain. I think it's okay sometimes to step away, to go and talk to somebody, to go and work through this and say, I don't want to be a hindrance. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt. You know, the prayer of Jabez comes to mind here. It is a powerful revelation when Jabez, who, as you know, was born in pain. His mother gave him the name because when she birthed him, it was in pain. But Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. The scripture says that when he prayed, he prayed for God to enlarge his territory and to bless him indeed. Well, watch this. But he said, but now put your hand on me. And don't let me cause harm. Don't let me cause pain. Don't let my pain transfer to other people in my life. You ought to be a conduit of blessings, not a conduit of pain. My prayer, my sincere desire for you as a leader is that you truly step back and you absolutely decide that I am going to take some time. I'm going to process what has happened, deal with it, so that I am not hurting other people. Now, the third thing is important here because you have to develop a team that can hold you up when you're down. You see, that's why honesty is important. That's why you have to be transparent because if people don't see you having a need, they won't show up when you need them the most. But you got to develop a culture and a team of people around you that can say, look, take some time. We got you. We'll hold you down. You take some time. We're never going to let this go under. We're going to make sure things keep going. The reason why some leaders can't take time away is because they don't have people that they really feel can keep the organization moving and going and hold it down. So as a result, they go away and they come back to more pain. But it is so important that you begin to help and develop people now in areas in your organization, your ministry, that can hold it down. When you find yourself going through the toughest spots of your life, you need people around you. I always say it this way. The scripture refers to Moses having Aaron and her as armor bearers to hold up his arms. And when his arms were being held up, Israel prevailed. What I think is important, let this sink in, you need armor bearers, not Paul bearers. <laughs> you need people that can hold you up, keep the organization going, not people that can walk you to your grave. The next thing I want you to hear today is that you cannot romanticize the pain as an excuse to fall off. 
There are a lot of people that romanticize pain. They enjoy talking about it. They, every time you hear them, they're referring to what they've gone through and how difficult life has been. And, you know, life ain't been no crystal stair boards and tax turn up, places with no carpet on the floor bare, those kind of people. You notice all the time there is a lamentation, there is something wrong. You're romanticizing your trauma, romanticizing your pain as an excuse as to why you haven't produced at the level in which you should. But you're a leader, man. You're a next level leader. And I need you to understand something. In this season, rather than romanticize your pain as an excuse to fall off, how about producing without excuse? How about deciding today that yes, I may be hurting. Yes, this may have occurred in my life, but you won't see me fall off. Great champions in sports can go through incredible and immeasurable pain and harness that pain and have the best games of their life all because they refuse to let it throw them off emotionally, throw their focus off, throw their professional accuracy off. You have got to get to a point that you say, even while I'm hurting, I am not going to allow this to throw me off my game. Stop romanticizing your pain. Stop having a relationship with your pain that you, you feel like you need to always be in pain. I said some years ago in our ministry in Nashville that every time you talk to some people, They're always talking about what they're going through. And I began to wonder, how long is that tunnel? Because every time I see you, you're still going through it. At some point, you got to get through the tunnel. Tunnel can't last forever. Some point, you got to come out on the other side. So let's not create a culture where we are constantly romanticizing our pain. But let's make certain we produce without excuse. Now, really, here's the next point I think is very significant, that your pain can be a catalyst for needed change. See, that's how you do it. You take what has occurred in your life as a leader. You take the pain and you say, what lessons can I learn? What things can I do to position my church, my organization, my business in a way to harness this pain and use it as a catalyst for change? Either that pain can be used as a setback or that pain can be used as a setup for something extraordinary to occur. I've just learned to use that pain as a catalyst. I've learned to take all the things that have occurred in my life and use it as stepping stones for something else. I find it very fascinating, the life of Joseph. I wrote about him in my book, Leader Shifts. And I chronicled my life and the pain in my life to Joseph's life. And if you think about it, every event that Joseph went through, being hated by his brothers, thrown in a ditch, taken to Potiphar's house and falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, thrown into a dungeon. All of that occurred to set him up, to put him in position to interpret the Pharaoh's dream. In essence, you don't know how God's going to use your pain as a catalyst for changing your life. You don't know how God's going to take what you've gone through and use it to be a blessing to someone else. And even when Joseph's brothers who had done him wrong, at the end of the narrative in Genesis 50 and 30, when they come and they are about to apologize and they're so remorseful, Joseph, we were sorry we did it. Please forgive us. Joseph says, the thing you thought evil against me, God meant it from my good. Let that set in for a second. 
taking all the pain, all the trauma, all the experiences as a catalyst for change, that I'm going to use it all. That's why Romans 8.28 comes to mind now. And we know all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. What a powerful revelation that is. I believe, and I'm passionate about this, I believe that your pain can truly be transformational. I've shared it before. Don't let your trauma turn to drama, but allow your trauma to be transformational so that it can bring about change in the lives of other people. That's what leaders do. But I want you to hear this. Champions, get back in the game. See, as a leader, I have to see myself with a champion mindset. I have to know who I am. I'm not a rookie. I'm not a pushover. I am a champion. I am born to win. You are born to win. You are born to overcome. After all the things you've already overcome, all the setbacks, all the negative words that were spewed in your life, all the rejection, all the people who tried to hurt you, and you are yet listening to this podcast, it means that you are a champion. You are a champion. And as a result, you get back in the game. You are listening to this right now because this is the moment in which you have to hear God intercepting your plans. You're trying to go and resign and walk away and I just don't feel like it. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know if I can keep going on and dealing with that. You get your tail back in the game. Let's go. Let's go, soldier. Let's understand who we are. We are more than conquerors. Next level leaders, get back in the game. So what? It occurred. It happened. So what? Lick your wounds, bandage up yourself, and get back in the game. Because that's who you always have been. That's who you always will be. You're an absolute champion. Get back in the game and go back to school. Get back in the game and go back to that job and pull that proposal off. Get back in the game and make that marriage work. Get back in the game and go back and make that business work again. Get back in the game and go back and make that ministry grow like you know God gave it to you. Get back in the game. I know resignation sounds so, so palatable. It sounds like that's what you want to do, but not now. I know it hurts. I know someone may have hurt you. But get back in the game. You are a champion. And may I tell you this finally, how you handle adversity sets a precedent for generations to come. How you deal with this will be really a powerful revelation of how generations after you will see your witness and how you were able to persevere. We have the privilege of an amazing history. You know, this is February. This is Black History Month in the United States. And when I think about the incredible resilience, extraordinary perseverance of so many who endured the Middle Passage, endured Jim Crow, and in the midst of all of that pain, they produced so much. Produced universities, produced scientists, medical doctors, dentists, teachers, scholars. I mean, we have been a resilient people and we draw strength from our ancestors. We have this great cloud of witnesses that 
tells us that you can't give up because we didn't give up. And I believe that when you decide to keep pushing and you decide to keep producing in your pain, it's not just for you, but it's for your children. It's for your children's children. It's what they will see when they see you pushing. It's what they will see when they see you grinding. It's what they see when they see you going forward without complaining. If they see you always complaining and always negative, that's what they will inherit. But if they see you with your head up, if they see you, <laughs> like the poet says, when you're up against a trouble, meet it squarely face to face, lift your chin, set your shoulders, plant your feet and take a brace. When it's vain to try to dodge it, do the best you can do. You may fail, but you may conquer, see it through. And oh, black may be the clouds about you and your future may seem grim, but don't let your nerve desert you. Keep yourself in fighting trim. If the worst is bound to happen, despite all you can do, running from it will not save you, see it through. And even hope may seem but futile when with trouble you're beset. But remember you are facing just what others have met. You may fall, but fall still fighting. Don't give up whatever you do. Eyes front, head high to the finish. See it through. I'm telling you, it's not just for your generation. But it's setting on course a culture of perseverance, a culture of fighting the good fight of faith. It's saying, we don't quit. In this family, in this ministry, in this organization, we don't quit. We endure hardness like a good soldier. That's who you are. I really hope you have been blessed by this podcast. I wanted to motivate you. I wanted to encourage you and let you know that your pain is only temporary. Don't make a permanent decision on something that came to pass. You can produce at a high level even while you're hurting. That's what makes you a next level leader. And that's why I appreciate you being on this podcast today. A couple of things I want you to do for me. Number one, I want to hear from you at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Please follow me. Let me know if you were blessed. Send me a message and say, hey, I was blessed. That blesses me to know all around the world that Next Level Leader is blessing your life. Secondly, I would like you to order my new book. It's called Leadership and Loneliness. I want you to get it from josephwalker3.org. Go to my website, order it. They will get it to you. I absolutely know that this book it's going to change the game for your life. It's going to help you process a lot of that pain. And the final thing I want you to do for me is I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. There's somebody you know who needed to hear this episode. Why don't you share it with them? Tell them to subscribe. Tell every leader you know, every person that's going after greatness, you need this podcast in your life. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for you. And I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours. Until next time, you be blessed now. May God bless you, is my prayer. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. 
I look forward to connecting with you.